Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Yesterday was rocked by the news that Totai Kefu's home had been invaded by three uh, perpetrators, I guess we call them at this stage, um, and uh, his whole family were affected in horrific scenes, apparently, of uh, assault, including knives and axes and things. It's just so, it just bears beggars belief, actually, that this kind of thing can happen uh, to a family in their own home. But it is happening all around the world, and uh, when you, you hear of someone that you've heard of or know, it tends to uh, hit you a little bit more closely and a little bit more um, hard, I guess it's fair to say. Tim Horan, of course, uh, is based uh, up in those areas uh, around Queensland. Uh, Tim uh, joins us now, former Wallaby, uh, who um, I guess was uh, rocked more than most yesterday with this news, Tim. Uh, really, uh, have you had an update on, on how Totai Kefu is, is faring now and his family? Yeah, good day, Smitty. Um, yeah, everyone was shocked, weren't they? Um, a lot around the world. It was uh, incredible. And uh, I live in Brisbane Army, a couple of suburbs away from where Todd and his wife Rachel live. And um, I got a call at about five thirty yesterday morning to hear the news of what had just happened. And so, um, uh, yeah, Todd, he was critical at one stage. Um, yeah, three offenders entered the house and. Uh, we're trying to um, look around the kitchen for car keys and Tolly obviously came down from upstairs to see what the noise was and he was confronted with, you know, three people with um, knives and machete and an axe. So um, his family came to help. So um, at the moment, um, he's stable, which is great. He went into operating theatre yesterday. Um, it looks like he'll pull through. Uh, critical when he arrived at the hospital, but uh, his son, Josh, as well, had um, some very bad stab wounds through his um, back and also his stomach and um, so they've been operated on. Um, Maddie, um, Todd's daughter, I think is going to get a little bit of operation this morning. Um, a lot of concerns for Rachel Kepu, um, Todd's wife, who had a very bad lacerations to her arm. I think a, a machete must have sort of got her in the arm. So she's being operated on this morning. So, yep, um, strange times, um, Smitty, but, um, you know, the uh, rugby family uh, right around the world will get behind the Kepus and support them. Uh, yeah, and the, the news coming through, and, and uh, we get a, a bit of it second-hand over here, Tim, thanks for your update, is that these are just kids, apparently, just 15-year-old, 15, 16-year-old kids doing this stuff. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, these kids have stolen a car from um, just on the suburbs of, of Brisbane and, and driven to, you know, a, a very nice street where... It's happened a couple of times on this street. Um, I've got a friend of mine whose sister lives four doors down from from Todai Kefu, and, and a similar issue happened about eight months ago. Um, so going to steal cars, but yeah, I mean, 
all our thoughts and prayers are with Todd I and Rachel and um, their lovely family. I only just saw them a couple of weeks ago. Um, another one of um, Todd I's sons, I presented the jerseys to his team and and Rachel was there, a lovely family. do so much off the field, as we all know, and, and Todai current coach of, of Tonga, and that Tongan community's very, very close-knit community, both here in Australia and also in New Zealand as well. Yeah, OK. Uh, let's uh, wish him all the best. I know the rugby community in New Zealand uh, really hit hard yesterday. The, he's just been here, of course, with Tonga, the Tongan national team. Uh, let's uh, talk um, a slightly more... Uh, pleasant subject, and that's the game of rugby itself, uh, Tim. Although uh, the performance uh, by the Wallabies on Saturday and Bledisloe Cup too, um, the, the scoreline reflects a, a slightly less uh, encouraging performance than week one. I think it's fair to say. What did what did you notice was the difference between one and two? Yeah, I think um, I thought the scoreline the first test match flattered the Wallabies. Yes, you know, four tries scored three late tries. I thought that probably flattered the Wallabies in the first test and probably gave us. Not, I'm not sure the players or the fans, probably got the fans, a bit of false hope for the second test match. But second test match, um, I was quite excited at half-time um, with the way the Wallabies were playing, their physicality, the, what they were doing. Obviously, two big mistakes, which the All Blacks pounced on and scored, obviously, three tries in the first half. But the two, two of those tries are from mistakes from the Wallabies that they're under pressure. And, um, you know, I, I actually thought the Wallabies probably should have been in front, something like about 15, 12 at half time that's the feeling that I got about the momentum of the game and then as you know All Blacks I still think they're the best team in the world and um, what they did in that first 10 to 15 minutes in the second half sort of blew the Wallabies off the park and and the Wallabies just couldn't get back in the game so yep congratulations to the All Blacks Uh, another Bledisloe Cup and a a, a wonderful um, way that they showed people how to play test rugby Tim you played in a number of Bledisloe Cup fixtures of course but uh, a lot of people are, uh, on this side of the Tasman are saying, you know, it's, it's losing its its aura, it's losing its worth because of the fact that Australia can't win it. Uh, I would imagine there's a different attitude amongst the players. Surely that that uh, there will be a day, at some point. Hopefully, um, Smithy. I, I, um, <laughs> maybe we take maybe we take the games just back to one one Test match a year. We might be a better chance. But oh, I think the uh, the Wallabies. Um, you know, don't Dave Rennie? Maybe he thought they were a bit more advanced than what they currently are. Um, I, I mean, the scoreline blew out a little bit at the end in that second Test match, which was a shame for the Wallabies because. Um, but maybe it's not a shame. Maybe it's the way the Wallabies have to learn how to really dig deep the skill level. Um, fitness, um, you know, the composure within certain games. I think a couple of poor, you know, calls from the Wallabies, two intercept tries, there's 14 points, another mistake, and all of a sudden there's 21 points against you. So, um, but yeah, the All Blacks got skill right across the field, and the Wallabies will really have to regroup and, and have a great opportunity in Perth in a couple of weeks' time. Mm. Yeah, they do actually, and of course they've got fond memories of beating the All Blacks there uh, this time last year, so uh, something that they can take to Perth, uh, and it seems to them that that's where uh, the rugby hub of uh, the Southern Hemisphere is going to be in the, the next six or seven weeks. Is that the way you read it? Uh, yeah, a little bit, Smitty. I think um, it's either, obviously I live in Brisbane in Queensland, and um, we've had pretty good record here of COVID cases the last couple of weeks, so um, zero COVID cases the last couple of days, um, and prior to that hardly any at all, but they were, or if they were some, they were in quarantine, so option to potentially move to Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane as well, but we 
can have crowds here in Brisbane and also at the moment in Perth they can have crowds. So that's important for Rugby Australia financially to make sure wherever they play these test matches there's going to be crowds. Um, but it might be because South Africa and Argentina can fly into Perth and train whilst they're there and there's a wonderful stadium there that can be in a, in a players and a, and a team bubble potentially. Tom, can we just go a little bit deeper into uh, Australian rugby because uh, looking towards the future, we, we of course are very lucky here. We've got, as you well know, we've got great depth through our secondary school system and then uh, our under-19s, etc. as the production line goes along. Our production line is quite healthy. Uh, if you look at the Australian production line, is there, uh, is there good depth there? Yeah, there's depth coming, Smitty, but um, what we're always fighting with probably the last 10 to 15 years is the television revenue for NRL and for AFL then dictates how many coaching development offers that they can have and they just smother the whole area with coaching directors with um, plans for schools to play rugby league or Auskick or AFL um, and so for, for rugby we're always fighting to try and hold our patch but and really difficult to try and grow um, any opportunities for younger kids to play rugby. Um, I think the big, the big um, opportunity for us is to play seven-a-side rugby um, because there's a lot of kids around Australia who not necessarily can have schools that play 15-a-side, but they can get you know seven or ten boys or girls to play sevens rugby. That's where we've got to start. And um, but it comes down to that, you know, the massive television rights revenue that those couple of other sports, AFL and NRL, receive allows them to develop the game a lot more than we can at the moment with our resources. Tim, the other thing that's uh, come up uh, since the weekend is the perhaps the Gitto rule uh, um, being abolished whereby uh, an Australian player can walk straight back into the Wallabies if selected after 60 test matches or seven seasons in Australian rugby at some level. Uh, what are your thoughts on that Gitto rule? Um, I've always been for picking the best players, and I, and I get that um, you know the Gitto rule was sort of put in place to reduce the amount of players going offshore and playing and and not being you know available to play in the gold jersey. So but I think where Australian rugby is, we really need to fight back, and we need to have the best players on the field. And that means Samu Karevi comes back from Japan, which is going to be in Perth um, training. I dare say he might even play the Test match in Perth. Um, you've got Rory Arnold, you've got um, uh, Skelton playing offshore, Kirtley Beal. I'm not saying that's going to change the whole dynamic of Australian rugby, but it just gives an opportunity to select players and the best team, a bit like um, the Springboks do. Um, I don't think it'll reduce a, a great deal of super rugby players because a lot of players are playing offshore now anyway, But um, and it gives the opportunity. And also, Smitty, what it might do, it might... Um, have potential clubs offshore looking for a player, maybe second think whether they take a player on board because then they've got to release them for maybe two months a year, maybe three months a year to go and play test matches. So I'm all for it. I think the Australian public now deserves to know that they've got the best team on the field. I'm not saying that the Wallabies on the weekend would have changed that team. Maybe one player, maybe two max in the 23 if they're allowed to pick from all around the world. Um, but it might change... It won the, uh, the opportunity for players to come back and get the best on the field. So, uh, Tim, going towards Perth, um, I, I imagine Dave Rennie, Michael Hooper, 
Um, you know, they, they will take some positives out, out of what they do. I mean, Hooper's an incredibly positive guy in that respect. He's so resilient. His individual form uh, in those two matches, I, I thought he was, was quite outstanding. He just lacked a, a little bit of backup at times. And uh, so uh, for me, he's undoubted. And, and we know the qualities of Dave Rennie over here, but you know, it's, it's, it's not a quick fix for Dave. And uh, I imagine he's going to need a little bit of leniency, a little bit of patience from those Aussie diehards. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Smitty, you and I probably know that, um, you know, sporting fans, it doesn't matter what code you're with, aren't, aren't that patient, but um, you're patient for a period of time, but you've got, you're only patient if you can see progression, um, progression in the coach, progression in the team, and um, just not seeing a lot of that at the moment. Um, I think, yeah, I agree with Michael Huber, Smitty, he's been fantastic, hasn't he, since he's come back from playing in season in Japan, and and he mentioned that you know he, he learned a lot from Kieran Reid, and as we all know, Kieran Reid, such a, a lovely guy off the field, what a player he was on the field, and learned little things from Kieran Reid. And, and I asked Michael Hooper, I said, what did Kieran Reid teach you? Did he keep a lot of secrets back? Did he open up a little bit? He said he was unbelievable. He said he opened up enormously. Um, you know, told him all these different things, how he trains, what he thinks, his perception of the game, and um, he said it was just an amazing experience to be able to play together. Tim Horan, as always, uh, thank you very much for your time this morning. We look forward to uh, Bledisloe Cup 3 uh, in Perth in a couple of weeks' time. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you'll uh, in the near future get a chance to um, uh, to speak to Toto Kefa, but if you can communicate with him, please uh, give him the best from the rugby fraternity and sports fans in New Zealand. Uh, and thanks for the yeah, update there too, Tim. Uh, yeah, go well, stay safe, and uh, yeah, thank you again, Tim. Been wonderful. Yeah, thanks, Smitty. I'm sure that I'll pass on all the, the love and support from the rugby family and the community from New Zealand and especially the Tongan community um, in New Zealand. And, um, you know, we're all thoughts and prayers with Todd Okefu and Rachel and his family. And um, I'm sure you'll pull through because of the uh, the love from the, the rugby family worldwide. Thanks, Smitty. Good on you, Tim. Uh, absolute champion bloke, mate. Thank you. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.